the count of three, let's say good morning to our uh, online church family. One, two, three. Good morning and happy Mother's Day. Man, I'm going to tell you what. So I just want to say happy Mother's Day. We'll get that theme all day long. You can't spoil your mama enough, can you? I'm trying to help you guys. <laughs> you cannot spend, you cannot spend, you know, spend too much time loving on your mama. And like I said earlier, the house is full here today, and I know what mama was praying. So you got everybody in church with her today. So that is good, and uh, we're excited to jump in here, man. It's a powerful message. Um, how many people like when op- opportunity knocks? Everybody scared to answer that one. That's not a trick question. We're going to be talking about that today, but we're going to come in from a couple of different angles. And, you know, I think this morning that uh, when we really just sit back and see all the opportunities that God has given us and continues to give us, it'll just blow your mind on it. It's just amazing. So with that being said, I want to challenge us today to grow in the Lord. And just, there's, you know, with all that, there's some accountability to Christ. And, uh, you know, a little self-evaluation as Holy Spirit continues to show us what we need to adjust in our life. I pray that we're bold enough to make those changes and choices. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy that. So this all the framework of the message today is going to be talking about how we respond to opportunities. Sometimes opportunities can be overwhelming. Amen. Anybody get overwhelmed with opportunities? Sometimes like, man, I don't know. You know, that can be a little heavy duty. Sometimes it's a little scary. Sometimes we're excited. Sometimes we're just plain afraid. But I'm going to tell you what, how the influence in our life uh, are impacting our, our, our choices and things. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. There's so many ways we can respond, but are we responding like God wants us to respond? And you're not going to respond like God wants you to respond if you keep your Bibles closed, right? You've got to keep that bad boy open. So I'm going to kind of jump in here a little bit, read our scripture, and then kind of unpack this a little bit. And um, this is out of Revelation 3.20. Most of the stuff is going to be out of that chapter, but I'm going to kind of jump in for time's sake. Read this and then kind of pull it all together for you guys, okay? He says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Now, let me tell you, in the book of Revelations, I tell you, it, it, uh, it's exciting time. We've been studying that throughout on Tuesday the last month or so. And as a believer, we don't need to be afraid. We need to be excited. And we need to be telling others that Christ is coming back. When? Soon. Soon. So thinking about that. Uh, the background of this whole thing, um, the Lord is speaking to, to John through the power of the Holy Spirit. He has this vision. And what's going on, he just opens his eyes up to what's going on at this particular time. And he's speaking to the seven churches. And, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago about the church of Laodicea. Remember when we said they were neither hot nor cold? Remember that? Were we talking about that? Lukewarm. And you look back through the scriptures and he says, look, you know, I'd rather you be hot or cold instead of lukewarm. How many people like lukewarm water? How much to it is? <laughs> Hard to keep it down, isn't it? And, I, and, and he uses that as symbolism to say, look, I'd just rather just spew you out of my, my mouth. But it's all about a heart condition. God is all about a heart condition. And what was happening, just like it can happen to us, right? They were relying on about everything but God. Come on now. What they were relying on is their, their great industry. They had, you know, cloth. They had wool. They had, they would dye different things. And there was a lot of money. They, they didn't want for much as far as that. And what happened was they started seeking the things of comfort and money and wealth over the things of God. How many know that's that's the, the, the downfall of many folks in this world? Amen. I'm not preaching against stuff. I'm just saying keep it in the right order. Amen. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But what was happening was they were so uh, dependent upon their self. Can we get like that sometimes? I can do it. I got it. I can do it. How many of us do this? Let's just be honest now. We, just, we don't bug God with the small stuff. We just go to him with the big stuff. 
But what happens is if you'd have went to God with the small stuff, you might not have had the big stuff. Amen? You know, you ever tell your kids this? I know my boss that I worked for years and years. He said, look, if something bad happens, I just want to know early. Early. He says, it's easier to take care of it when in the early stages than later. Amen? So how much are we going to God with our everyday stuff? How many people got kids jump off the bus and you say, hey, how was your day? It's like, same old thing. Same old thing. You got to like pull information out of them, man. You want to know what's going on. And I think a lot of times I think about that. But, you know, God likes to know what's going on in our life. Not that he's not aware of it, but I mean, that's the communication. That's the relationship, amen? Talking and listening. Did you hear that two parts? Talking and listening. Yeah, a lot of times we're just talking, right? We give God the grocery list. And, well, we need this, we need this, we need this, we're gone. You know, I think about this. How would you like that if your kids just come by and they get their driver's license and they just said, hey, I, I need the car keys. And you get the car keys and they're gone. Hey, I just need some gas money. Gone. Never interacting, never talking. Not much of a relationship. And I know those things happen, but, you know, hopefully we're planting good seed along the way. So that, you know, when that time comes, we can say, hey, man, I just, I just want to share what's going on in your life. That's the same thing with God. He sent his best. How many know he wants to give you his best? Amen? Absolutely. His desire is for us to have it good. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to sit there and tell you everything's great in your life and all these things like that. But what I'm saying is he made a way to abundance. He made a way to heaven. Through who? The one and only way, Jesus Christ. Amen? So we're going to look at some opportunities today, and we're going to look at these three things, opportunities, influence, and choices. Does that sound good, everybody? But a lot of times, just like we can see uh, from the scripture, if you get a chance, I say go back and read a little bit in, in Revelation chapter 3. And I really don't have time to unpack all that, I'm just kind of jumping right on in here. But they became so dependent on their self-sufficiency that they edged God out. You know, that can be kind of lonely, isn't it? I like to see God move in my life. How about you guys? Because I know he can do it better than I could ever do it. How about that? And then when you sit back and somebody says, how did that work? You got one answer. God. Jesus did that. And we're going to be talking about those things today. I bet you everybody in here has a story. Amen. Everybody has a testimony to share what God can do and has done. But that's what I want to hit today. So if not preaching against stuff, we're preaching for the things of God. Amen. So with that being said, I hope that we take this message and wrap our minds and hearts around it to be kingdom builders. Amen. To think about the big picture, not just right here, right now, but outside the walls. See, the service really starts when we leave from here. Amen. We have opportunities all the time. Opportunities to be a blessing. All those things. All right, everybody doing good? Just give you a little background. And I want to go ahead and hit into it right now. Opportunity. So I'm going to give us the definition here. The Webster definition of that is a, a set of circumstances that makes it possible to do something. We are faced with circumstances every day. Somebody said amen. Every day. The time you open your eyes, the time you close your eyes. But every day we have an opportunity to bring forth some goodness of God. Amen. Even in the toughest times. When you're going through a tough time and somebody else sees you going through that and you're able to share your hope in Christ, that's just amazing. Because they say, man, how can this person go through it? Yeah, they don't feel good. They have loss in their life. They have this. But they're still focused on the big picture. Living their life for God. Making a difference while they're here. How many know that it's a great thing when you go and you're going through a rough patch to know that you always have a God in your corner? Amen? No matter how big the problem is, and I'm not minimizing any problems, our God is bigger. Our God is faithful. And even if we don't get the results and the time frame that we want here, in the way that we want here, 
I can promise you God is working all things together for the good. All things together for the good. And I know that many of us sitting here, many people listening today, have been through some really tough stuff. And they said, well, how in the world can that be a good thing? You know what? This side of heaven, I don't know. But I know one thing. God is a giver of good gifts. Amen? And he's always going to be sharing things through the love for us. Amen? So think about that. We have an opportunity each day to witness, to grow, to encourage. Or we can take it the other way, can't we? Most times when we think of opportunity, we think it's about advancement. Got a great opportunity for you. If somebody told you that, would you say, well, let's see what the hook is, right? Man, got an offer you can't refuse, right? Think about it. Oh, man, this is going to be good. You got to have it. I mean, think about all the sales you see on TV. Oh, man, buy now. That urgency, buy now. You got to have it now. And if you buy right now, in the next 20 minutes, we'll throw in whatever. If it was so good, you wouldn't have to throw in anything. Right? You think about that. Why, why are you sweetening the pot if this deal is so good? And then you got to add to it. Let me tell you how good the deal is that God gave us. His son, Jesus. You don't need to sweeten the pot. You don't need to add to it because you can't add to it. It is finished, man. What a gift that we have in Jesus. Amen? So we got an opportunity every day to share that with folks. And I noticed something here, I said, you know, opportunities, uh, we, when we think about that, we have opportunity for forgiveness. Anybody like forgiveness? Anybody like grace? Mercy? How much are you passing that on to us? Oh, let's, let's put that in there a little bit more. That's not in the notes, just thought I'd let you know. But do we, do, you know what I found? I say this many times, I could make a million dollars with this t-shirt if we could fit it on there. The very things you don't want done to you is the very things you do to others. Quiet on the set. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Why is that? Why is that? If we don't ask, we don't like somebody asking us 27 questions, then when somebody else comes in, well, what are you going to do? Have you got that done yet? Have you got to finish? Or whatever the case may be. And sometimes we need to step back and get a little evaluation. So there's opportunities to make some what? Course corrections in our life. So many times I think we just want to take off running and not even seek the Lord. How many people were seeking the Lord this morning on the way here? All right. All right. How many people think they should have been seeking the Lord because I was going to ask that question now, right? How many people prayed for your pastor on the way here today? I appreciate that. I'll take it any time, man. You know, a lot of times I tell folks, you know, I said, how was church? They'll go, to, well, it's all right. It's all right. I said, well, did, did you pray for your church family? Well, uh, I pray for them every day. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, because you know what? A lot of times what we take away is about how open our door is and how, how wide our receiver is. Amen? A lot of times that's the case. Because you know what? If we keep that door shut, we are not going to get the fullness of what God has for us. That's why I said, man, be open and receptive to the things that God has. But you know what? How will we do that? We continue to build that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Continue to seek the Lord and listen to what he has for us. Well, let's take a look at some other things. I said, what is the first thing you do when opportunity knocks? We're going to get real today, all right? Think about it. Just think about it. Had a few things to, to, to add to that. Do you make a list of the pros and cons? How many people do that? We all do that. You know, well, if I take this job, it's more money. But I'll never see my family again. <laughs> and, he's like, and, and you go, yeah, you're getting closer. How about that? Do we do the, the list? I mean, that's not a bad thing. What else do we do sometimes? We ask everybody their opinion first, right? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Not bad, but are you getting godly wisdom, right? How many know this? 
I have found this out as a dad. I found this out as a son. I have found this out as a pastor. Are y'all ready for this little tidbit? People love your input as long as it agrees with their output. Can I get an amen? amen. I'm going to tell you. But if you say, well, did you really consider this? They go, well, I don't know what you're talking about. You just don't want nothing good to happen to me. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't want nothing bad to happen to you. Have you ever kind of run that through the filter? So we'll ask others. And then we get irritated if it doesn't line up like the way we want it to. What else? We turn around and, and, and look at different things. How about do we say, well, I wonder the financial aspect of it. Right? Do we look at that? When you're buying a car, do you really look at how much it's going to cost you after five years? That'll depress you, won't it? How about your house? It's going to be about three times what you paid for it, right? Think about that. If you, I remember the first house we bought, I was signing and signing and signing and signing. I go, well, what about this? They go, oh, you don't need to worry about that. It's, it's just what we said. Keep signing. Wow. <laughs> Should have read the fine print, man. It gets long. It's not that it's a bad thing. But you know what? How often do we go to the Lord first? I know in my life, as a guy, I think we're supposed to be fixers, you know? And I've realized this after being married as long as I have. Sometimes they just want you to listen. Because if you interrupt them while they're telling you and tell them how you would fix it, it ain't pretty. It is not pretty. What do you think about this? Well, you know what you ought to do. You probably should. That's not what they're looking for most of the time. But then you've got to put the face on like you got active listening. Yeah. But my wife is amazing. She will ask you questions you can't answer. I can't even think of one. You know, I don't even, I'm just going, I don't know. <laughs> but then you get irritated and you're not smart enough to just say, I don't know. You go, why'd you ask me that? And then it starts again, right? Now, I know you don't think your pastor has any problems or anything like that. We, we like to call them Christian discussions. <laughs> that means you're arguing. Amen. <laughs> That's what we just tell you. Take that away. But it is. It's like you know. Uh, well, what about this? You know, I'm going, I say, hey, this, this guy's got a good deal on this car, and we're going to get this. And I looked at the books and this and everything. Man, me and Kevin's going to go look at this car. We're going to go get this car. This is going to be great. We're going to look it over and everything else. You go. Well, why are they selling it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, if they're going to sell it for that price, don't you think something's wrong with it? I'm taking Kevin. <laughs> I don't even want to say. You know, I, 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 I won't get it if it's not a good deal. You know, <laughs> but I get those questions sometimes, and they're not bad. But sometimes I'm thinking, what's up with that? You know, give me a little break. Because I'm thinking, guys are thinking. You know, I'm not going to buy it if something's wrong. But she's thinking, protect the whole family. It's like, be careful, be careful, be careful. But you know what? We do God the same way. When we get that nudge from the Holy Spirit, you're getting ready to do something that was a, uh, hmm, is that the best thing for you? <laughs> what was that? I'm just going to keep on going. And then you get in the ditch and you go, why didn't somebody tell me? Why didn't somebody help me? Opportunity was knocking and you kept the door shut, amen? It can be a whole lot of different things about that. So the first thing, what do you think we ought to do? We ought to be seeking the Lord on it, right? Do we do that? Do we put that into practice? I, I think sometimes we do. Sometimes we just take off running. Because it really isn't a big deal. We're just going to go ahead and do this. You know what? You know what I do most of my praying? When I'm riding my motorcycle. Because I'm going to tell you what. I don't heal as fast as I used to. I'm praying, Lord, when I come back from mom, do you want me to go this way 
or do you go want me to go this way? And people probably say, that guy's drinking on that motorcycle. Because I'm going, all right, if you don't say nothing by the time I get to the overpass, I'm going to go up there. But then, then the other things, you know, if you go up there, you're going to try to do 80 on a 55, I'll go straight. You know? I'm having all this conversation, man, riding that bike because I'm thinking, Lord, I know you're my protector, but I want to be listening. And guess what? I can hear him even over them pipes. You know, he's speaking right to your heart. Ah, wow, wow, wow. You just, mm, slow down. But for so many years in my life, I didn't even think about it. How about y'all? Man, I'm telling you, I'm the kid that run right out in the street to get the ball, climb to the highest tree, you know, the highest limb on that thing. That's why I walk like I do. Fall out a couple trees, chase a few balls out in the road. You'll say, man, what's the plan? We need to be listening to the Lord. Think about that. So we want to seek him first. There you go. Do you open the door of your heart to the Lord? That's where I want to get with that. Do we really think about that and think how, and, and this, this is a serious note, and I am preaching to me first. If I do this, how is this going to impact my family? If I do this, how is this going to impact my character? Ooh, it gets quiet there. Yeah, yeah, I got my toes bent up too. If I do this, how is this going to be the big picture? How does this do this? How does this impact my, my uh, character? If we would just process that, preaching to me first, I would probably change a few things I've done over my life. How about you guys? Oh, only me. Thank you. I'm going to pray for everybody right now. Yeah, boy, we need to pray for our pastor. My gosh. Yeah, we all have those things. But you know what? We like things fast. We like self-gratification. We like the easy way. Anybody like the easy way? I don't think the easy way has to be bad. But as long as the way that the Lord showed you which way to go. And how many know if we take a couple of turns, right? Even if it's a little bit tougher, you can learn a few things from those uh Desert times, you know? Man. We went through a Bible study a couple years ago. We were in the desert for like six months with that guy, with, with, with uh, Ray Vanderland, great teacher. But man, we went through and I said, man, we got to come out the other side, you know? But what we were seeing is this. Sometimes, most times, in those darkest times, in those driest times, if we are looking up to the Lord, that's when we see the growth. Amen? Not saying we can't grow when things are good. But a lot of times, you know what? We can push the edge God right on out and think it's all about us. That's what that church did in Laodicea. God had blessed them in many ways and blessed them in many things, but guess what? They were thinking it was all about them. They had a great uh, clinic or, or, or whatever you want to say, a hospital there for ISAF, and people were, were just having great results with that. They were building and doing and all these different things, and God says, you guys are doing a lot of good things, but there's some things in your life that you need to turn over to me. Wow, does that apply to us today? I know it does to me. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a great God thing. Because we know that God wants to use us in a mighty way. He wants to use our life to continue to make a difference with other folks. So I had a few things in here. I said, see, how we respond to opportunity is the in direct proportion to what and who influences us. Amen. I'm gonna get out, man. I know you brought the kids with you today, but guess what? Y'all listen close. I'm gonna help you out. Can you tell when your kids have been hanging out with somebody else? Yes, yes, you can. You're like, where's he been? Because we don't do that here. We don't respond like that. My dad would say, "You look like my son," but I know he wouldn't say nothing that stupid. And I'm thinking, oops. Because when you're around folks like that, 
and you walk through different things, guess what? It starts to get on you a little bit. But here's the good news. When you're in the Word, that'll get on you too. Get on the inside. I used to love my dad's input when I got older. How about you guys? Oh, man. See, when I was younger, through the teens, even early 20s, I'm going to be honest, I just really, and I always had a great relationship with my dad, but my thing was I was going to prove them wrong. I didn't have a very good track record with that. I did not either. I got a 35-year head start, you know? And that's what I tell my boys. I say, hey, I don't know everything, but I can tell you a whole lot of stuff not to do. I can tell you a lot of stuff not to do, you know? Amen. (laughs) I'm telling you. It's like, and so why do we tell them? Because we want to be right, right? No, because you love them and you want them to see. Hey, look, I would say, hey, babe, look. And I still call my boys babe. When we're out, I, gotta, I mean, bud. You know, they get older. I say, hey, babe, I mean, bud. But they're still my babies. And I say, hey, look, man, I'm just telling you that because I care about you. And sometimes when we crash and burn, it's not a I told you so, but it's a teachable moment, right? It's kind of like, this is what I see God doing in our life. And I've done this with my boys, and my dad would do this with me from time to time, and my mom. I talk about my dad a lot. My mom is, is always riding shotgun to this day, 88 years old, and I am grateful for every day that I get to, to see her. Man, she is funny, too. She's got some stories for her. But, the, but <laughs> my mom reminds me of my wife. Her re- reflex answer is no. <laughs> see, and then she says, why do they always ask you first? Because <laughs> I know what they're going to say. They know you're going to say no. And see, as parents, we have to learn sometimes. I say, we can't keep saying no. they got to do a few things because they're going to stop asking. So let's pick it, pick and choose those things. But, you know, I'd, I'd ask my dad, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Went and bought my first vehicle. Oh, my gosh. I thought my dad was going to have a heart attack. Payment was $165 a month. What was I thinking? Right? I'd love to have a payment like that now. That ain't even my phone bill right now. <laughs> yeah, that ain't even cable, right? Things have changed. He said, my goodness, son. What was wrong with that? What was wrong with that car you had? I said, the one that leaked oil all over your driveway? That was one thing. He said, well, you know, we could have fixed that. When you come up from the depression, you don't buy new stuff. You just fix it. And, and I'm dealing with things that my dad fixed on his home many years ago. I was like, man, dad, why did you do that? You know, he thought he was doing good, right? He's fixing this and all that, and then you get in there, it's like, why is there bailing wire up there? Why is there tape there? What's going on there? You know, and stuff like that. But, you know, he, 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 was, he was always, you know, playing it safe. So time goes by, and I'd ask my dad on different inputs and different things like that. And most of the time, I got to a point that I wouldn't tell him what I did until after I did it and made sure it was proven. Hopefully. Or I came back and go, uh, you know, I was going to talk to you about this one thing, and I did this. He goes, you did. I said, it didn't work out. He said, well, what you learn from that? Wow. Not what I told you, this and everything else. And this is what I tell my boys sometimes when things kind of go away, and I said, look, man, I'm not trying to tell you I told you so, but did you ever, ever in your life doubt how much we love you? And they always say no, and I'm thankful for that. And I know everybody's situation is different. Let me ask you this. Have you ever doubted that God's loved you? Uh, his love for you? If you do, look to the cross. He loves you and loves you and loves you. And so think about And so I'm trying to take that moment right there, one of that teachable moment. Say, I tell you these things because I love you, man. I tell you these things because I want the best for you. I don't want a shortcut. I want to help mold you. I want to help. I want you to be a good, strong man. I want you to be, you know, if it, Alexa tells me all the time, she says, boy, if you had a daughter, you wouldn't be no good. 
Yeah. Amen. Hey, at the time, he does the same thing. I'm like, even when I see Jocelyn and stuff doing different things, I'm like, yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want. Whatever. <laughs> Heather, don't you work me like that. My niece is in there. She said, well, Uncle Bud. <laughs> She's good. But I'm a soft touch, you know? Because guys, if they get out of hand, you just say, don't do that. You know? Girls, you look at them and go, why are you looking at me? Yeah. I didn't do anything, you know? But we're all different. And God's created us that way. And there's opportunities for us to love on each other right where we are. But what I started finding is, when I would finally get around to realizing my dad was probably the smartest man on the planet in my life at the time, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you know, you got to get a little favoritism with your dad, right? But I know I would start leaning on him more. Leaning on him more. And he would say, well, did you think about the insurance on that car when you bought it? I said, well, yeah, but I think I'll save that much gas money. He said, okay. Yeah. He said, I said, uh, he said, what about you got to keep the oil changes, the life of the motor. Got it right. I can hear him. Every 3,000 miles. Every 3,000 miles. I said, well, the book said 7,500 miles, Dad. He said, uh, aren't those the same people want you to come back and buy a new motor? <laughs> yeah. I said, I just think you ought to go with three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, ain't the same people want to sell you another car in a few years when the engine's blown up? See, he's always sticking down the path. How much more is our Heavenly Father? How much more? than what we can give our kids, right? But if we are seeking the Lord, we can be that conduit to speak into their life. That's what I'm saying, the opportunity. Now, I'm going to tell you what. Anybody make a few mistakes in their life? Honest people here everywhere. Go ahead and raise your eyes up on that. People at home going, that's me, yeah. Yeah. I made a couple mistakes along the way. But when I met Denise and brought her to the house, I remember my dad said, Don't mess this up. <laughs> Don't mess this up. And then later on, he said, me and your mom were talking about it. If something ever goes bad, she stays. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I love you, too. But, you know, as you grow up, because he, 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 why did he say that? I had a track record. Boy, I had a track record. He wasn't just pulling that out there to be mean. He goes, look, I just want to talk to you. Let's look back here and there and there and here and there. Don't mess us up. <laughs> but you can't always beat people with their past. Lord, can you help us learn from our past so that today will be a better day? Today will be a day that we can shine for the Lord. Amen? Because we have opportunities. But I'm going to tell you what. The influences in my life, good and bad, are a big deal. How about you guys? You don't even realize it. When you sit back here and you think sometimes, man, somebody that spoke into your life. I went to a revival this week and a guy was telling me, he said that he had went to church, but he never was listening. He heard a lot of stuff, but he never was listening. And his uncle was, was sharing the gospel message with him when he was in his 20s. And he said all he was doing, he said, oh, the Bible's this and that and everything. And, and, and his uncle was prepared. And he said he just kept throwing the message right on down. And he said he didn't, he didn't beat me with it. He just loved me with it. And he said, you know what? Even then, I didn't receive it. He said, but Tim, watch the door. Yeah. Holy Ghost, come on in. That's it. But uh, what he was saying is, even then, all these years now, and after preaching and teaching and everything else, he said, that conversation was stuck in my heart. I had opened the door of my heart just a little bit and heard that. And he said, when I would, would go through life and go through different things, I could hear my uncle preaching that and saying that. 
So if you don't see the results that you want right now with your kids or your, your neighbors or with your spouse or with your pastor, you know, keep loving on them. Keep speaking into their life. Be a mirror of Christ. Be that influence so that they can have a great opportunity to shine for the Lord. How many, how many like investments? My tax man told me the last year, he said, hey, I want to give you a pointer. I said, what's that? He said, whatever you do, do not give your congregation investment tips. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah. He said, you did what? I said, well, I was, yeah. He said, keep preaching the gospel. I'll take care of this. <laughs> and I'm just being honest. But I couldn't tell you a great investment is in the Lord. And invest in what God has invested in you and pointing out in others. That's the influence that I want to have on other people's lives. I want to be a godly influence. Yes, I miss it some days. How about you guys? But I'm going to get back up and keep on preaching and keep on sharing and keep on living a life, I pray, that's encouraging to others. How many people are a little bit more mellow now than they were 10 years ago? Yeah. Man, if that would just kick in a little bit earlier. Man. But it just, you know, if that would kind of engage in your 20s, man, you would probably sleep a whole lot better later on. Oh, my goodness. Because you know it all, isn't it? I was the only one? Oh, I knew it, man. I had it down, boy. I got it down. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. Yeah. And so people said, what do you think about that? I said, I don't know. We need to pray about it. That's my answer now. We need to pray about it. I went to the dollar store the other day, right? God's everywhere. You know he's in food line especially. I go there a lot. But anyway, I went there, and there was a line. And I didn't say anything to the lady about anything other than she had helped me one day because I didn't know what type of straws to get. I didn't know if I was supposed to get the straight ones or the bendy ones, and I was panicking. I said, I need to call my wife. She said, well, they got these right here. I think it was bendy straws, something like that, whatever. Now I'm thinking about, they're a dollar. Get both. You know, you know I just want, okay, did she say this? I mean, if I call again, she's going to say I wasn't listening. And I, I, what, what do you think? She said, well, here you go. I'm going to take these. I said, thank you. That's the only thing I said to Glenn. So she got there, and I was buying some other stuff on my own, believe it or not. Made it through there. You know, <laughs> you guys, I got to tell this one. I've told it before. Jumping around, but I got to tell you, we guys sometimes, well, we just need extra prayer, don't we, guys? Especially when it comes to shopping. Never forget this. As long as I was at, I was at Dollar General, long line, this guy coming in just puttering like this. He's looking around and stuff. And they had these little flags. Little flags everywhere, and they had a couple different types. And his wife, boy, she was, boy, she was all, we need to go over here. We need to go over here. She's back and forth like this. And he looked at her, and he looked at one, and he looked at her, and he looked at one. I was just sitting there looking at like this. Which one do I want? <laughs> he already knew. He did not going to make the right answer. He said, you know you want that one right there. What's your problem? Okay. <laughs> he got loud. I thought, you know what, man? You, you, you probably did the right thing. You just asked, right? But a lot of times we don't even ask, right? We just do this and then we try to, we take that round peg and put it in the square hole or whatever it's supposed to be, you know, whatever. I probably said it wrong. But we try to just jam things in there to make it right. But you know what? So many times God gives us opportunities to walk with him. And maybe it doesn't look like the perfect thing, the easy thing, but it's the best thing, you know? But watch what your influences are. Man, you all remember MTV? When y'all was coming along, they had all that stuff on there. I remember I had a delivery business. Me and my buddy was doing some stuff, and they wouldn't let the kids watch MTV. And I thought, wow, that's crazy. I mean, they're just playing guitar. They're just doing this. And then I sat down and watched it with an open mind and different things. I go, if I have kids, I don't want to watch that. Mm -hmm. Have different things, you know, because, man, it's throwing that 
throwing that seed out there. Look how far in just two generations that we've come from seeking after the Lord. Was there a whole lot of uh, uh, driveways full when y'all left this morning to come to church? A lot of people still sleeping in today? Hey, maybe they're going to go to church tonight. Maybe they're going to go to a later service. That's all right. But two generations ago, you would have seen more people coming down that road going to church, right? We've edged God out about everything. But don't let him, don't let him, don't let him stay gone. Amen? So I want to say a few more things on this slide before I jump over. I got sidetracked with some of my crazy stories here. What motivates you to make the decisions? I said it before up here. The different influences that we allow in our life will start shaping our choices. Amen? Everybody doing good? We're going to pick up the pace here a little bit. So think about influences here. There we go. What influences you? Think about it. I had a few things out here. I want you guys to think about it. Money, fame, power, comfort, pride. I've shared this story, but we got a lot of new faces in here. Kenny, you probably remember this. When me and Kenny was in one of our bands called Stakeout, we were tearing up the town for a little while. We thought we were doing it up. And we would play to different places, and they would be packed and everything else, man. And we were making a whole $200 to split 17 ways. So we thought, yeah, yeah, we thought, man, we're doing it up. And then a lady came to talk to us from the Rock Flash magazine. You remember that? Oh, yeah. We want to do a cover story on you guys. Woo! Ain't that something? Goodness gracious. I need a filter. I was, I was, they wrote a few things down. I said, and I read it. And I go, I sound like a complete idiot. You know? But guess what? That's exactly what I said. So they go out there, and we get, a, uh, get our picture on it. You know, you do the band photo, you do this. You got somebody that can get sticks one like this. You know, everything like this. You know, you, you, everybody's 20 pound underweight. You know? You're in your 20s, right? You're doing this stuff. And so we get that, and we get like, you know, I'm going to get a couple of those magazines, okay? Sorry if I get a few of them, okay? You get all. Yeah, man, you think you're somebody. So I was telling my buddy one day, lived next door, he was visiting his mom, I was visiting my mom. And I was out there, and he said, man, I saw y'all with Javen last night, y'all packed ass. I said, oh, oh, oh yeah, no problem. Let me, let me tell you what's going on. I said, matter of fact, I just happened to have this magazine article. <laughs> just trying to pull one out, I got this many out. I said, he goes, well, that's all right. And I was telling him how we were rocking and rolling and everything yeah. like that. And I had my little flip-flops on, and all of a sudden I stepped in something. <laughs> mm. Has the dog been out here? <laughs> and my buddy said, well, that'll bring you back down to earth, won't it? <laughs> Can I have that paper back? <laughs> the reason I bring that, those things stick in your mind, and you think, wow, what was I thinking? But I was just excited, man. I, wasn't, I was just, man, you know, this was, we had worked hard, man. We had worked hard to get to the point where we were and everything else. But the whole time, God wasn't in the equation. It was, look at me, look at us, look what we're doing, look what we're doing. And you know what? I kind of walked through some, some, some rough stuff during the time. But you know what? A lot of times we're looking at different things that influence money is a big deal, isn't it? They said money makes the world go round. I said Jesus made the world go round, right? Mm-hmm. Money's not a bad thing if you got it in the right order. What about fame when you're thinking about stuff? Oh, yeah. Man, we want to be on, on the driver's seat. Power. Power doesn't have to be a bad thing either. If we keep God first, right? Comfort. A lot of times that. But I'm going to tell you something that is bad is pride, amen? That's the very thing that got Lucifer thrown out of heaven. Amen? He says, he's going to be God. 
I'm going to do this. They're going to worship me. And he must have been pretty persuasive because they said like a third of the angels came on out with him. That started this whole thing. Pride will rob you on it. Let's take a look at that. So many things. I'm going to give you some scripture on this here. As the two scriptures passages passages describe Satan before he fell. I'm going to give you some odds and ends here. I just did a little uh, study last night. Ezekiel 28, 12 through 19 and Isaiah 14, 12 through 15 says, Satan was the anointed cherub, cherub, angel, okay? He was adorned with every precious jewel imaginable. He modeled perfection, full of wisdom and perfect beauty. He said that he was likely the highest ones of the, of the angels. He was persuasive enough for one-third of the angels to join him in his rebellions. That's in Revelation 12, 4. And all those things. And this is what he says. He wanted to be God. And he says, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the Mount of, on the Mount of Assembly, on the utmost highest of the sacred mountain. That's Isaiah 14, 13. He started exalting himself over God. You say, oh, I would never do that. But don't we, when we pick to go do something else instead of go to God's word, when we choose to do it our way instead of his way, now that's just a full-blown example of that. But think about it. We do that every day. Amen? Maybe in just little bite-sized steps. But those influences along the way slowly, slowly edge you over to something else. How many people want to be influenced by the word of God? How many people want to be influenced by the power of God? How many people want to be influenced by the grace of God and the love of God? See, when that's your influence, it changes everything you do, everything you spend, every person you talk to, because you see them as a valued person. Amen? Not what you can get out of them, not what you can get them to do for you, but what you can do for them. Amen? That's the kingdom. We're, we're in this place, but we're not of this place, but while we're here... We should be servants for the Lord. Do people know that you're a Christian at work? Not that you go to church. Not that you got the bumper sticker. Not that you got the, the, the wristband. Do they know that you have a personal relationship with the Lord? You say, well, I don't know. I hope so. How would they know that? By the way you respond. By the way you treat others. By the way you react. Again, I know that we miss it. But let me tell you, you might be that only Bible that somebody sees. You might be the good influence in that person's life. Have you ever had that happen? You see people, everything goes through life, and, and they don't want to have much to do with you, but when things get tough, they seek you out because they know that you know the Lord. Amen? And that's our opportunity not to say, oh, no. It's gone. Oh, yeah. Because our flesh wants to say, oh, no, you don't want to hear nothing about that. Right? But we say, no, there's an opportunity, and God is so gracious to bring them to you to speak into their life. Aren't you glad that God has put people in your life to speak into your life the word of God, the truth of God, amen? The promises of God. That's what I want you to see here. Let's take a look at this. Godly influences brings forth godly choices. How many people choose different now than they did before they were work, walking with the Lord? I sure hope so. Oh, yeah. You, you kind of run it through the filter, don't you? You start looking at different things, things different. How is this going to impact this? How is this going to impact this? How is this going to be a blessing to the kingdom? Are we kingdom-minded? Are we giving back to God? I'm not talking about so much the money situation. I'm talking about our gifts. So many times we got gifts and people just, we, don't, we just sit on them. We don't do anything about it. You say, well, buddy, I, I don't play guitar, okay? 
Oh, I don't sing. I don't do this. I don't. But what do you do? There is something that God has gifted you with like nobody else. And man, use that gift. And I tell you what, I can almost guarantee you, if you use that gift, he'll give you another one. When he can entrust something to you and you use it for his glory, you watch what happens. You watch what happens, how he multiplies that gift. You watch how he does those different things in your life. It's just amazing. But if we want to have godly choices, we've got to be going to the Lord. We need to be surrounding ourselves with godly folks. I'm not saying don't hang out with people that don't know Jesus. I'm saying fill up on the people that do know Jesus before you go out and hang out with those that don't. So that you can have it pour out into their life. Amen? Sometimes our light can get a little dull, can't it? If you just go to church every now and then, if you just depend on what I'm going to say for 45 minutes and go about your work week, you're probably going to get pounded. But if you take what you got here and apply it to your life, and you read God's word and you're seeking after him day after day after day, God is going to grow in you and going to start speaking into your life, and you're going to be surprised that the difference that he makes in your life, but he's also going to make a difference in those around you. Amen? You know something that's always been on my heart for a long time, and I think... You know, with Mother's Day, I think about that. We know how valuable time is. It's time to, now I'm looking at many friends out here that don't have their mom today. But I'm going to tell you what, blessed for every day we have them. Amen? And dads too. But it's Mom's Day, so we're going to talk about them. You know, I also realize this. I also, in a crowd this size and people aren't, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know how my mom was and everything else, all this. I understand that. You know? But I'm going to tell you what. How would God want you to respond in those situations? And as we get older, things change. And if you haven't experienced that yet, and you live long enough, and your mama lives long enough, things will change, and the role will change. Amen? Because even though I'm little Buddy Lee, i got to make all the decisions now. What is it? Uh, the POA? What do they call that? Power of attorney. Right. That means... That you can sign and you can speak and you can do, while they're living, every single thing that they can do. Amen? Do you know that God has given us the power authority to speak his word? You see where I'm going with this? But now, when you make a decision now for your mama, it's, it's for her well-being. It's for, it impacts every situation. So you better be praying about it. You better be thinking about it. You better have these discussions before time gets too far gone. I think it was 2009, my mom had a stroke. I went from having a conversation with my mom all the time and everything else to she didn't know who I was. Thank the Lord that that's come back around. So, I cherish every day. Amen? I cherish every phone call. All the things. Even when she asked me what time the Redskins going to play 50 times, I don't care. It'll be on before too long. Because you know what? Every day's a blessing. And that's just with moms. What about with your friends, your family? All right? Now, if we live, I, I just, well, I was loading my truck up this morning. I saw my neighbor. And I said, hey, how's everything going? He said, well, my wife had to leave. Her father passed away. He was 94 years old. That's a pretty good run, you know? And I pray that he knows the Lord. And our hearts hurt for other people when they lose a loved one because we probably lost someone. And if you live long enough, you will lose someone. Look how much that hurts. If you lose somebody, say, 80 years, 10 years, 30 years, whatever the case is. You say, buddy, where are you going with this? 
How much more would it grieve your heart to lose somebody that don't know Jesus? You see where I'm getting with this? That's the influence we need to have to impact their life for the kingdom, for the things that will, will go on and on and on. We want to make sure that they know the Lord. We have no control <laughs> over anything here, right? Very little. But we do have an opportunity to speak God's word. Man, use that. You Be that influence, all right? Because we want them to know the Lord. Take a look at this, John 14, 23. It says, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. Somebody say amen if they believe that. My Father will love them, and he will come to them and make our home with them. Fellowship. Fellowship. Isn't it amazing? Anybody have a birthday party and just do something by themselves? That's crazy, isn't it? I said, oh, man, I'm at a big birthday party. See y'all later, shut the doors. <laughs> it's me. Right? No. He said, why do you say that? Think about this great gift of eternal life. I want everybody to go. I want everybody to go. I'm one of these weirdos, right? You ready for this? Then he said, what do you want for your birthday? I said, just get everybody together. Okay. I get everybody together and I pay. <laughs> you know? It's my birthday. I said, I don't care. Come on, bro. Come on. Come on. I got it. I got it. I got it. Because I, I love. That's my gift. You are my <laughs> gift. My friends are my gift. I like hanging out. I like doing stuff like that. You know, that's a blessing to me, man. And, and you know what? It's crazy for a guy that was super, super, super shy. Just like, man, look, we got more room. We got more room. We got more room. See, that's the God factor. God did something in my heart. I said, man, everybody's got to know this. And then give us the opportunity to be one out there leading the, leading the charge. Tell them. Show them, teach them, tell them. I'm coming back, man. How many people want people to know Jesus? Everybody. What are you doing today? So that they'll know Jesus when they come encounter with you. When I encounter with you. How are you influencing their life? Not saying you got to grab a big bumper sticker and, and get a red light and you start just putting them on everybody's car or anything like that. But I'm saying, you know what? When you spend time with God, his influence is going to be on your life. And then you can influence others in the things of God. Amen? That's what I want you to see. Let's keep on rolling. And I wrote this down here. I said, our deepest revelation of the Lord comes from seeking him and obeying his word. In other words, our influence greatly affects the choices we make and we, and ultimately the response to the opportunities that are set before us, man. I, I did have one more thing I want to share. Anybody been through different situations with their jobs? Anybody ever had opportunity in their job? To move up, stay there, switch over, whatever. Anybody feel like they got bypassed on their job? Come on. Yeah. You know, you know you should be the president of the company by now. That's what you're thinking, right? Well, several years ago, um, they had a change out in the contract that I was on. I went over to this meeting, and I've shared this before. I'm going to give you a different angle on this thing. And they said, hey, we want you to be the, the lead guy. Okay, I said, okay. Okay, this sounds good. Well, when I went back, guess what? Everybody in the shop wasn't half as excited as I was. How about that? They weren't excited none. Ain't that something? Well, you got to do this and you should do this. And see, a lot of times, what I find in most people, they don't want you to be the boss till something's bad. They want to tell you how to run it and then you say, well, he's the boss. That doesn't happen in y'all's work? Y'all got any applications? That, that can happen sometimes, right? And so what happens is they give me the job, I'm working the job, everything's going good, and they, they made such a big fuss about this that I had to reapply for my job. And at that point, I said, well, I don't even want a job. Keep your 75 cents and leave me alone. I really did. And right up to the thing, the, day, the night before I went to go for the interview, I was like, I don't care. You know, whatever. 
I'm going to make my money. I'm going to go home. Whatever. You know? I don't need the headache. How about that? I don't need the headache. And the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, I'm training you. That's all I heard. And I thought, well, I don't want to miss out on an opportunity. I wasn't even thinking. At this point, money's off the table. This is off the table. All this, I'm like, I'm, I'm teaching you. I'm training you. Didn't see it then. So I made up my mind that when I went on my interview, that I was just going to answer. I wasn't going to fluff it up. I wasn't going to do anything else. I'm going to say, this is what I've been doing. This is what I'm doing, everything else. But I said, Lord, I'm going to tell you one thing. It's going to be so obvious if you want me to have this job, it's going to all be about you. And I'm going to tell them it's about you. So they interviewed other guys, and they, they could surely do the job. It, you know, it's great. And then they went down, and they asked me these questions. I said, yeah, I know how that works. This stuff. What would you do in this situation? All this stuff and everything else. And I prayed about it. And they asked this. You ever been on a job interview? I've been on the same job for 32 years. I, you know, I don't even have a job interview except this little thing. Right? They just say, get back to work. Right? So I'm in there, and they said, do you have anything else to add? Don't tell the chapman that. Yeah, you know, thank the Lord I had been praying about that. And I told them something along the lines of this. I said, you know, I appreciate the opportunity that you guys give me in believing in me on this thing. And I've done my best. And I said, I know there's a lot of hard feelings out there and everything else. I said, I'm going to tell you what, this is my takeaway from this right here. And I told them, I said, I spend more time with the people I work with than I do my family. And I said, I want to impact their life with the kingdom of God. Now, if you can use me in that position to do that, that's fine. If you can't use me in that other position, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you, whatever you decide when you leave here, I'm going to work just as hard and just as diligent as I would if I'm the boss or I'm not the boss. But I want to be a difference maker in people's lives for the kingdom of God. God's been good to me, people. So whatever you choose to do is all right with me, but that's the deal. And that lady said, took her books, she said, I said, uh-oh, I think I got the job. She said, I ain't never heard nobody say that. We'll be on the phone call. You don't know why. I said, all right. They called me back a little while. She said, do you still want your job? And even at that point, I almost said, I don't know. But I saw how God moved in that. And I said, yes, ma'am. Keep on with the good work. But it gave me a platform for that moment for everybody that was my boss and, and everybody else and everything else. This is what this guy believes. Because I could have said, oh, well, I've been doing a great job. I've been doing this. I know how to do that. i got more time than anybody else. I didn't even get into that. They said, what, do you, what, what is your takeaway? If I'm going to be somewhere, I want to be the godly influence in that place. I want to be the difference maker in that place for the kingdom because guess what? A lot of my friends move up and move out. They can change their mind tomorrow and cut me loose. But God won't cut me loose. And I want to be obedient to what God's given us to do. How about you guys? Whatever it is, if it's on your job, be the influence for God. If it's in your family, be the influence of God in your family. So, man, you don't know my family. I'm going to tell you, your family is usually the hardest ones to reach, amen? Because they say, you know what, what people say, well, buddy's just going through a change. He'll be all right. <laughs> I hope I'm never all right if that's the case. You know? I want to be that difference maker. But those influences, like I said, God had been influencing my life and influencing my heart to the point that it, it influences my choices, amen? I'm going to pick it up a little bit. I said, choices produce results. He said, well, we know that. Good and bad, we all know that. But do you realize the greatest choice you ever make is to receive Christ as Savior? Because, see, if you choose any other way, 
who they are now. How many ways is it to get to heaven? One. One. How many people are glad there's only one way to get to heaven? I am. I would mess it up. I would mess it up. I would do something else. But what I want you to see here, if, if, if people are not getting that godly influence and the correct information, they can't make a good decision. I pray through the messages that we preach and the, and the teachings that we do that you get good information. No, I want you to get God information. Amen? I want you to know that it's all about him. It's all about what he's done for, for us. All right? Think about this. Choices. The Lord will forgive you for your past poor choices. Anybody had them? Just one or two. Yeah. He'll even take care of them. Absolutely. You say, buddy, you tell us stuff we know. Well, you know what? Our biggest mistake that we could ever make is not to take advantage of the opportunity to know Jesus Christ. You hear what I'm saying? That's where this whole thing's going. The biggest opportunity. People will walk away from the Lord. How many times did you have to hear the message before you received it? I heard it. Didn't understand it. Didn't, didn't, I just thought, yeah, well, maybe someday. Well, today is that someday for somebody today. Today is that day. God's, you're not just listening online by chance. You're not just here because mom said and all those different things. You might have thought that might have been the case. But let me tell you, God has a message for you if you're willing to open the door of your heart and hear it. Don't be lukewarm. Don't reject the things of God. Don't turn around and just rely on what you got. A lot of people can lose what they got. Going back to my tax man, I lost what little bit I had. <laughs> I'm just investing that. I think that arrow is going the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to learn a few things, see what's what. But I'll tell you what, I didn't put all my eggs in one basket. Amen? My biggest investment is in the kingdom of God, in the word of God, in the truth of God, in the grace of God, in the redemption of God. That's what I want to invest in. That's what I want to share. Anything else I invest in, whatever. You know? Anything else can come and go, man. I'm going to tell you what. I like eternal dividends. How about you guys? You know what? You can't take anything with you. You can't take anything with you. I heard a Christian comedian was talking the other day. He says, man, when he has his funeral, he's going to put the fun in funeral. I was like, what? He says, oh, yeah. He says, I know where I'm going, baby. He says, you know what? They'll just prop me up with a little bowl of candy there. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, and he got smarties. Yeah. He's going to say, man, he got Tim, it was a Tim Hawkins. He said, yeah, man, you go to Hawkins, you know, yeah, man, it was awesome. He said, because I know where I'm going. Think about that. Can you imagine that? He said, man, crowd surf me. I said, you're crazy, man. But you know, the whole thing he was saying in this whole deal. Everybody going, that's a little wild. Man. But the guy, I told you the guy was a comedian. I am not a comedian. But he was just saying, you know what? It doesn't matter because I know. If it'll draw somebody closer, do what you got to do. Won't put the fun in funeral. I had never heard that one before. I'll tell you what. It's good to laugh a little bit, isn't it? So when we're saying all those crazy things and stuff like that, when it is your time to go, I don't know about how fun that will be or whatever, but will it be comforting to those left behind to know that you know the Lord? That's the deal. That's, that's more than fun. That's, that's grace. That's God. That's redemption. That's awesome. See, you can't laugh your way to heaven. Amen? But God can love us that way. And that's what he did with the cross. Amen?
Keep on looking at it. So it's a choice only you can make. I always say this is not about what your mom's done, what you've done, uh, uh, your dad's done, anything else. Today, even though it's Mother's Day and everything else, don't try to just say, well, I'm going to say this prayer for my mom. No, you better say it for you. You better believe what you say if you want to lay hold of what God's got for you. Amen. It's the greatest decision that we'll ever make. It's all about you. It's a personal decision. So I'm going to keep on rolling with that today. New life or old life? How many people said they like second chances? Amen. God is in the second chance business. Over and over. Don't let the enemy rob you of what God has bought for you. Amen. So I'm going to ask you a question. Where do you stand on this? I did a little devotion the other day and I just couldn't I just couldn't stop running this through my veins. I thought this might be the message for the day, but it's a part of the message today. I'm going to read that to you. Romans 5, 1 and 2. It says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Christ, Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Somebody say amen. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Man, here's the question. Where do you stand? Where do you stand? You know, you see things like, where do you stand on that issue, sir? Where do you stand? Where do you stand on your salvation? Are you secure in the Lord? Are you, are, do you understand what the gospel message is? The death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ for our sin debt being paid in full. That's the gospel. Have you laid hold of that and believe that and trust that and ask the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sins? Man, think about that. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege. Man, where we now stand. And look at this. It says, and we confidently. How many people are confident in, in Christ? I pray that you are. If you're listening today and you're not listening close, you can be. You can be. And joyfully look forward to the sharing of God's glory. It's time to make a decision. It's time to make a stand. What influences your choices? I'll tell you what. Oh, I've been going to church 30 years. What would the neighbors say if I, if I just, just come to the Lord now? They'd probably say amen. I know. I did not grow up in church once when I was five, once when I was 30. But when I heard that message with my heart and I opened the door to my heart, I didn't care what anybody thought. And what I found out is they had been praying for me. They were thankful. Man, I'm going to tell you, when you talk about a revival, when I got saved, my neighbors loved it. They thought, oh, my gosh, our kids can go back outside now. You know? Oh, man, I tell you what, when I was single, man, I had all the parties going on, all that, the swimming pool in the backyard, we were getting with it, all that stuff. And, man, you know, my neighbor would give me this little thing like this, click, click on the light. Click, click. Kids going to sleep. Shh. Y'all ain't be quiet. Baby sleep. Some of y'all were probably there. I just don't remember it. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, man, that was good. But I will say this. Better choices. Denise came on the scene. Denise don't have none of that nonsense. <laughs> that was it. They said, well, I guess you're going to get married. Well, I said, why do you say that? I said, man, you know, they're planting flowers. <laughs> Everything else. Tom sat there. Y'all got a little boat riding around in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I was in love, boy. Thank the Lord. He, he sent, sent me a good one, boy. I'll tell you what. But you know what? Sometimes we still have disagreements. Sometimes... She don't always agree that I'm, I'm just Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Praying for your pastor. But you know what? As I've come along in different things, I, I don't have to be right. I don't have to be right. 
I'll tell you, anybody thinking about getting married, anybody thinking about getting divorced, or whatever the case may be, <coughs> major on the majors, minor on the minors. Is it really that big a deal? You know what? I don't care if there's too much gravy on the mashed potatoes. I'll scrape it over. You know? What's the big deal? The big deal is that you know what? We can stand in the undeserved privilege of what God's done for us because of the great influences of Christ. Amen? I'm going to run on home here. So let's get real. It's your decision. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. No, friends, I pray today through the crazy stories and the laughing and this and that, that that just relaxed you just a minute from the things of the world so you can hear the things of the Lord. That's all. I just want you to hear the truth about God's love. I just want you to hear how important it is that we know that we are locked in with the Lord, that we made that decision. I want us to realize that all of us can drift off course. You see it in the churches. You see it in our lives. You see it in our family. You see it in pastors, preachers, you know, Uncle Joe, whatever. You know what? We should be a praying nation, amen? Praying for our president. Praying for, for those who are making big decisions on our behalf, amen? Praying for godly men and women to be in those places, right? So that they have the influence of Christ in this place. And you know what? You go with you everywhere you go. So be the one to influence the situation for the good. Amen? One of the things with my boys, I said, look, man, be a leader. Doesn't mean be arrogant. I mean, don't bend your convictions of the Lord. If everybody else wants to do something else, you say, amen, no problem. I'll see y'all a little later. Step back. See what's going on. I don't care if they laugh at you. I don't care if they make fun of you. I don't care if they you're not in the group. I don't care because guess what? You're in the greatest group there ever was, the family of God. And you have an opportunity to be that difference maker. You have an opportunity to make good choices and be an influence for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I pray today that through the word of God and through the truth of God's word, that you're influenced in the truth. That you're influenced in the gospel message. That you're influenced so that you now have that opportunity that's knocking to receive Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for each one here. And I thank you for the gift of your son. I thank you for the gift of the mothers. I thank you for the gift of just uh, being able to come and restart, refresh. And I don't know who will listen to this message today, and I don't know what day you'll listen to it, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be speaking to you right now. Those that are here, and those that will be listening some other time. This message is about you. If you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, today is your day of salvation. You say, what do you mean? I've heard the story. Did you listen to the story? Did you open the door of your heart to receive the greatest gift ever given? The Bible says, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Amen. That means we all missed the mark. From the very beginning, our sin separates us from our amazing and awesome and holy God. But God loved you so much that he sent Jesus Christ, his one and only son, to pay our sin debt in full by his shed blood on the cross of Calvary. He died and he rose again on the third day, overcoming the grave. We are victorious when we believe that and receive that in our lives. You can't add to it. 
You can't take it away. It's all about what God has done. And friends, if that's you today, don't leave here without saying, you know what, buddy, that's what I need. You say, well, how do I do that? How do I receive that? By opening the door of your heart and praying and putting your faith in the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Lord, come into my life. I know I'm a sinner, Lord. Forgive me of my sin. And Father, today, I put my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, your death, burial, resurrection, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for what you've done and that you hold me close, Lord. Help me to live a life today with your influence, with your impact, and step into the opportunities, Lord, that you give us today. In your gift of mercy, in Jesus' name, amen.